Good morning. Welcome to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner with Lindsay Wealth Management. Today is Friday, December 8, 2023. As always, if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. We will be more than happy to get your questions or topics on the show. Well, let's talk a little bit about this market and what hasn't happened because that's basically what, uh, at least regarding the S&P 500 here for the last two weeks. Um, why the mo- daily momentum seemed to be down, and again, we're talking about SPX, and you cannot buy, sell, or directly invest in these, and this is not a recommendation here on any of this. Basically, the last 11 days now, I should say, it has remained sideways. And there just has really been absolutely no movement that has happened. Interesting part was the last time that we saw this, like this, was we had a 10-day sideways movement, which included the peak uh, on July, July 27th. It's really unusual to have a peak when it's flat. Usually what it has, it has a spike up. Now, there was a spike up, and that still could be the high that was put in, which was on Friday, last Friday. However, the issue with that was it was not an outside bar uh or at least not a significant one. When that happened on July 27th, the high was higher than any of the previous five bars, and then the low ended up closing uh, uh, about six bars below anything that had happened there. There, it, This has been strictly sideways with no significant. Uh, and on that one, it closed higher. So we have been down the momentum's act like it's going down, but when with such sideways movement on a daily basis, we're usually looking at an eight to thirteen day time frame and a thirteen to twenty one day time frame. So when you start having all these days that are ten, eleven in a row that are essentially sideways, it really makes it look like it's a really and it is a really tight market right now. It's just a matter of when is this thing gonna break out one way or the other. With that being said, at this point in time, 46.07, which was the high back on July 27th, that's the number we're still, you're not, unless you see it break above that, that's sort of where the ceiling is. And then the floor at this point in time is 45.37, uh, which was the low last Thursday. So, because it's such a tight trading range, we're just looking for it to move one way or the other. It really hasn't done that. Now, the weekly S&P 500, is, it was overbought. It's going to make a reversal from the overbought zone unless there's just some magnificent, magnificent high that does take place and it just continues to go higher. Uh, some, some major breakout to the high side today. Um, Unless that happens, and this holds, again, especially if it's down, the market closes down today or even sideways, 
then it will make a reversal here on a weekly basis. So it doesn't work very well on the momentums on the daily right now just because of that, but the weekly is telling you that it should be sideways to down. Of course, then that gets everyone to ask, well, where should this go? Well, again, if that is the high, which we have not really had any real confirmation that it's the high, uh, I would say between 43.51 and again, which is a 50% retracement all the way down to 42.93, which is the 62% retracement. There's also a whole bunch of gaps in here that need to be filled or more than likely will be at some point in time. The odds on favorite here is that it does break to the downside. However, the pattern position that we are in right now wouldn't surprise me if it does maybe we're down another day or two sideways down another day or two maybe this continues this way a little bit in the next week and then boom you get a, a spike higher and then it goes down that that could happen just based on the pattern position you're looking for something that's going to be a breakout and, and, and then move back uh it just doesn't it doesn't have that appeal to it it doesn't mean that the high is not already complete but there is there's nothing here to confirm one way or another so i've been saying this now for almost three weeks on this show i mean it should be breaking lower at some point but it, it just hasn't so until it does you just got to sort of uh be pretty neutral there the dow jones industrial average the daily should be down for another two to three days um relatively strong has been the case with the uh, dow jones industrial average uh looks like it is making a weekly high as well so just do keep that in mind the russell 2000 pretty good example here of what i think is going on would be it has ran up to overbought and this happened again in november now we've had that peak in august and in february and and to back into august this year so this is going back almost a year straight sideways no new highs no no lower new highs even and it's peaking out about halfway so it'd be interesting to see if this does turn and if it can actually get a lower lower close after it does turn no confirmation there yet of that either uh and closes below the low which should be somewhere around uh 1633 or something like that so that's what you should be looking for there had a nice little run up here over the last uh seven weeks so you know hey that's sort of what you're in with these kind of markets that we're dealing with at this point in time but all of these are just giving you the indication that it is the nasdaq's in a similar situation as all of these looks like it is peaking out and rolling over at least on the weekly basis uh, at this point in time uh, let's check in on the euro dollar the dollar index is coming up into it's still an overbought on a daily basis the weekly is oversold looks like more than likely a bottom has been put in there it hasn't quite um hold on gotta get back to this other chart here yeah, I would say that at this point in time, that more than likely that bottom is in for there. Should be up for three to five weeks. Would be more than likely what is going to happen with the dollar. Uh, so just do keep that in mind. The euro is in the exact opposite position. It is over 
sold at this point in time. The weekly is moving out of overbought. Should be down for three to four weeks. Looks like it has already peaked and should be moving downward. So those are both confirming signs that they're in opposite positions, which is really what you are looking for uh, when it does come to the euro dollar and the dollar. Eventually, we do think the dollar will get much weaker. Uh, again, it can rally up here, maybe go all the way up to 110 or something like that. But eventually, that that then will roll over and start turning south, but that probably is not going to be until sometime in 2024, uh, just the way the pattern is set up at this point in time. Gold, interesting little happenings that did happen here, which was, it was sort of over the weekend into Monday morning that gold peaked, uh, went flying up all the way to 2130 and now has retraced all the way back to 2030. But even though it spiked higher that day, the, the close was actually lower. Uh, daily is oversold at this point in time. The, the weekly is overbought. So what we gotta look for here is just to see, because this very well, The, the weekly acts like it could be down. The pattern suggests, though, that it could hold around 2,000. And I would say that if that does take place and it does hold around 2,000, then it, it's, it's messed up because the one day sort of... The, the, the spikes in the day, if you sort of look at close, it gets better, but it, it's, around, it's around 2,000. If it holds around there... Forget what the weekly says that it should be going down. The pattern's just going to suggest that things going to take off, and it probably will. So just understand that about gold. It really is the pattern position uh, that matters more than the momentum, even though the momentum says it should be down. There's a lot of momentum here because the because gold did break through uh, what what had been substantial, and you know has now hit officially hit all time highs here. Uh, so that's something that. Occasionally, it's like anything. It's momentum. It's the euphoria. It will drive it upwards. Uh, silver on a daily basis should be down for another day or so. The weekly is actually trying to roll over on that. Uh, it should it should follow gold, but it's definitely more mixed uh, than gold at this point in time. It's it's essentially been sideways all year, so that that that's an issue that you haven't had a break up or a breakdown. Uh, with silver straight straight in a pattern where it has not really moved that much at all so that's what people uh need to understand when it does does come to that so uh, just something to keep in mind there uh, we do need to go to a short break as always if you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show we'd love to hear from you 812-316-2079 you follow us on facebook or twitter send us an email info at lindsaywealth.com financial questions real answer right back after the short break have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. 
Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Uh, let's take a little look at bonds here. Uh, very interesting, again, that these the, the shorter end is still remaining so high. Uh, the three years at 5.4%, the six month or three months, sorry, the six month is at 5.3%, the two years at 4.5, five years at 4.1, the 10 years at 4.12, the 20 years at 4.4, and the 30 years at 4.2. So you just still are remaining here with an inverted yield curve that, that you currently are having. Uh, the other part that I still just think that people are getting wrong, but it's one of those things that you have to have to mention is the Fed meeting is is next week, uh, next Wednesdays when they do do make their announcement. So uh, just so you are aware of that. Now, however, um, then the next meeting is January 30th, um, where most people think that there's nothing that's going to happen there. However, as we start moving into March, um, so some people, um, this is a 53% chance is what they think of a rate cut. This is at least according to futures contract. That, that doesn't mean it's going to happen. But then at that point, not, then, you, then, you go to, then you go to May, and people think there's an 88% chance that we'll at least have had one, if not two. And, and there's a 5.9% chance down here that thinks we'll already have, or at least they'll move at 25, 50, and then down to 75 basis points at some point in time over those. So that's something to, to keep in mind when it does come to that. Uh, and again, those are just futures contracts. That has nothing to do with, with what's going to happen, but that market does influence uh, things. Bonds have had the big run up. Again, they're, they're overbought at this point in time. They should be moving down for the next three to five weeks would be the uh, understanding that should be taking place there. So you, you do want to um, at least have that understanding uh, of what is more than likely going to take place there. Um, with regards to bonds, you just keep the uh, keep your eyes on it. I mean, I'm sure everyone's pretty, you know, nothing should happen here next week. They're going to watch the statement, see if someone's going to analyze them like that crazy and see if any of the language changes. Um, I never read over the statements. Some, someone, someone there does it. Uh, you usually, and you'll you'll hear about it one way or another through an article or something on exactly what has and hasn't changed within the next day. So, uh, don't expect anything to happen there with interest rates uh, be, before the end of the year. Um, just it just seems like that that's the way that it's going to be. They're, they've been pretty pretty telling about what they uh, have and have not done uh, with regards to that. Uh, let's move on to oil. Oil is in a downward pattern. I, you, hard to say here if you can make this out into a five-wave pattern here. I would say within the next two to three days, at the latest, oil should be making a daily and a weekly bottom at the same time. It's probably going to go up to $80, $85 would be where that is. If it doesn't clear that hurdle, then more than likely oil would be moving lower. But so for the next three to five weeks, it should be at least moving upward at that point in time. Gasoline prices are under $3. 
uh, at least here in Vincennes, Indiana. So people are happy about that. Somewhere right around 290 is where most people are paying currently uh, for, for these kind of prices. So uh, you just uh, you just want to check on that. Um, the the long term outlook there on oil again that that could just the flip of the switch here. There there's some other things going on right now. I guess it should be mentioned with oil, and that is the possibility uh, of uh, Venezuela is uh, I think it's Guyana that they're looking to possibly try to invade here. Um, I think ExxonMobil has a lot of production down there in that area. So there's just some other things here, as there always is with, some, with these commodities that just can get a little uh, finicky uh, with regards to prices and timing and exactly what is happening there. Let's get on to Bitcoin. Bitcoin, I said it was getting near a top, got to that 40000 Now what it has done is it looks like it's going to be the blow-off top. It, it ran up, got up to uh 44,000 here on Wednesday this week um the weekly is o- overbought the daily is overbought again th- this coincides with the the 53 weeks down the 53 weeks up i i would say we're very close to uh, not only a weekly but probably a monthly if not a yearly high uh, is the most probable. This is how tops are usually made. It's a big spike up here, and probably we're going to go the other direction. But again, when you're at extremes, extreme things can happen. So don't be surprised. And the manipulation that goes on in this market uh, is very heavily. I did think it was interesting that uh, Jamie Dimon, the uh, CEO of J.P. Morgan Chase, uh, in his testimony to Congress, said if uh, he was in charge. Government should be shutting that down. I thought that was interesting take that he actually was on the record with Congress saying that. So uh, just something to keep in mind there. It doesn't mean anything, but, uh, you know, he, he does have some sway. Uh, and that's probably why he was there testifying. So something there. Uh, soybeans on a continuous contract should be near a daily low. Uh, should be down for another two to three weeks. Uh, so we'll see if this holds. But, um uh, probably about right to have a three to five day rally at least on the on the daily basis been hovering right there around uh 13 dollars is is where that is um corn continuous contract looks like the high it's it's trying to move out of overbought We'll, we'll see if that doesn't flip around it's too early to say that that will or won't at least on a daily basis Corn should be moving up, though, on a weekly basis, uh, which should coincide and, and, and make that that was a bottom there last week like we were thinking it was. So we haven't got a confirmation of that uh, yet. It would really need to, if you want to be really safe on corn, it would be that it, the if it closed above 495. So that's a, that's a little ways up there, but that's, that's what it would really take to show that the... Uh, that the weekly is complete so not not sure that that can do it in in that amount of time uh but but there is a possibility of that happening natural gas that has been um something else i mean that thing again was all the way up at at its high was 360 
about October 31st and, and is all the way down in, in, into the 250s now. So ma major sell-off that has happened here in natural gas. Probably it's going to happen for another week or, or the daily should be down for another day or two. The weekly probably be down for another week or two. So that's just something else to keep in mind if you are paying attention uh, to, to these markets and, and what's happening there. Uh, at this point in time, the volatility index is still hanging right there around 13, 13, 14 is where that is. Um, it's, it's oversold at this point in time. So it should be moving on the upward direction, which is what we would think, which would be down with the markets. So, uh, just keep all that stuff in mind. We do need to go to a short break as always. If you do have a question or topic you would like to hear on the show, we would love to hear from you. 812- 316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Financial questions, real answer right back after this short break. Have you ever missed one of your favorite local shows on WAOV? Ever missed the morning chat, Mark and Mark, or even financial questions, real answers? Well, that's not a problem anymore. WAOV has our local shows on podcast and easy to get to them. Go to WAOVAM.com and click on the podcast tab at the top to find your show. It's that easy. So if you miss Vintage Vincent, legal news or views, or just the tips, listen to the podcast the next day. Go to WAOVAM.com and find your podcast. Welcome back to Financial Questions, Real Answers. This is your host, Darwin Lindsay, Certified Financial Planner. If you do have a question or topic you'd like to hear on the show, I'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You can send it in through Facebook, um, X. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. Um, near the end of the year, there's all sorts of things that are usually happening that people need to be aware of with regards to the end of the year. Uh this year especially, it's a little different. Uh, the options expiration is, is as late as you can possibly have it, which is uh, December 22nd. Um, and then the last day of the year is December 29th. So those that are, depends on what exactly what all accounts, accounts you're in, but there are certain accounts that have to have money in uh, by, by, by the end of the year um, for that. Others it goes out to to April 15th to be able to do it. But those are just some things that you just want to keep in mind that it is the latest options expiration, but it's about the earliest that you can have the end of the month is on the 29th, which really puts us at only three weeks left in, in the, until the end of the year. Okay. So, and you're talking two weeks until you're officially at Christmas because Christmas is on, uh, on a Monday. So only two weeks till Christmas, which of course brings me into, will we have the Santa Claus rally? Well, as I like to say, I think that happened here last month. Uh, the odds are that we, we will be sideways to down uh, for the next two to three weeks, which will take you right into January. That's at least the setup that's currently out there. Uh, some people just consider that Santa Claus rally the, I think it's the three days before and the two trading days after and all that good fun stuff if you want to do that. Uh, I think most people just sort of like, hey, did our account go up? Because that's what we want to see. Uh, that probably happened in November. Probably is going to be down sideways to down here for the for the next few weeks. Uh, it, people ask, what, why does that happen? There's seasonality things that do happen. Other things that are associated with that is there is there is some selling losses that go ahead and take place in December because depending on when it is, people start thinking about taking tax losses. There's other things that do happen. 
depending on what kind of funds that you are in, whether if you are in a fund, an exchange traded fund, uh, type of things that are packages that are diversified that have this, a lot of them, not always, I mean, it depends on what you have, but some of them do pay, only pay out the dividends, uh, especially mutual funds. Not, not always, but they, they do have, um, they, they do pay out a lot of times in December, not, not just, um, so that, so there are adjustments that are made to portfolios and other things that do take place. And so that's why I forget what the percentage is, but usually there is some, some rally that usually does happen, uh, in, in December, however, and it's usually pretty decent, but I, I just do think it came early this year and it happened in November because, uh, you just got, got most of that run up in the first two weeks. That's why we've been sideways for the for the last three here, and we're basically at the the end of where you would think that the overbought would would turn to oversold. So, the it it is something that is uh, usually does take place, but there's just some other all sorts of things from calendar events to other things that take place that usually seem to uh, do that. Other things that happen is there are people that want to go out and buy near the end of the year. And the reason for that is they want to be able to hold that asset for a long-term capital gain, which means you have to hold it for a year to get it to a long-term capital gain. Well, if you buy that on December 14th and you're able to hold it until the next year, until after December 14th or longer, then you are at the capital gains tax rate. So there's a lot of buying that goes on too. And some of these funds that we were talking about, whether it's mutual fund, especially those, they have to go out and they have to start usually at the quarter. And some of them, it's even on the, would be on the yearly. It's all about the prospectus and what they're trying to do. But they do have to make adjustments to what is going on with the portfolio and go ahead with their rebalancing because things do get out of whack over, over a certain amount of time period. So that that is what causes some of this adjustments to go ahead and take place. Most people don't even see that these things are, are going on, but there are get questions asked on, well, why does that happen? Why do they talk about the Santa Claus rally? Well, because... I, I want to say it's like 70% of the time it goes up. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm making the number up because I can't remember. But it's a very high percentage. I know it's well over 50% that it, that it usually does. And that's why people start talking about that and you hear them talking about it on, on the television. I wouldn't make much about it. It's just something really to give them a talking point to go ahead and talk about more than something that I would just uh, be willing to to say, yes, this is, this is something that I'm looking for at this point in time. Uh, the the lookout here is going to be going forward uh you do have cpi data that does come out i do, i believe it comes out next week uh you're also going to have the the thing to pay attention to is is going to be these jobs reports that continue to come out and, and see if the job market is weakening that is really the key part that you're missing towards showing that that's probably the last thing that you really need uh to say that we're possibly heading into a recession is you do need to start seeing those numbers of uh, the, con the continuous claims to go up and, and the people that are actually getting hired going down. So, you know, you get, you get both of those things sort of going on and that would be more of a sign that that, that is taking place. So th that's, that's what I would pay attention to. Obviously, yes, you do have the Fed, but I don't think they're going to do anything here uh, next Wednesday and we will 
cruise on in and talk about that uh, next Friday as well. As always, if you do have a question or topic that you would like to hear on the show, we'd love to hear from you. 812-316-2079. You follow us on Facebook or Twitter. Send us an email, info at lindsaywealth.com. This is Darwin Lindsay for Financial Questions, Real Answers. We'll see you next week.